Well, hey, everybody. Welcome to the Ken Pierpont Storytelling Podcast. I'm going to record the podcast from my study today, and I'm going to tell you a story about a difficult Christmas in the past. Just kind of as I wrote it back in 2002, the story that I'm going to tell happened in 1994. I wrote about it in 2002. I want to tell you the story today as a part of my uh, series of Christmas story podcasts. Here's how it goes. I I called it the story, A Difficult Christmas. Well, the decorations around the inn where we live this year are beautiful. A fire burns and a huge fireplace in the lobby and we're warm and we're happy and we're secure. But I remember a difficult Christmas when we had no tree, we had no decorations. The children were complaining about it. So I sent them out in the woods to find a tree. And about a half hour later, I see them coming in from the woods and they're dragging this most pitiful little branch of evergreen you ever saw. It made the Charlie Brown tree look like the one at Rockefeller Center. So the kids, had, what they'd done is they'd gone out and they'd cut the top out of a little pine tree and they drug it in. So we put a strand of lights on it and we propped it over in the corner and we prayed and we laughed a little and we cried a little. I like to write happy stories to encourage, especially at Christmas time. So I've actually never written of this Christmas until now. It's the most memorable Christmas of my life, not because everything was perfect, but really for the opposite reason. Our lives were in turmoil. We were practically homeless. We were so discouraged. That was 1994, the year that Wesley was born, and the house that we're renting It was on the market for sale. We promised to move if it sold, and it sold in December. And Wesley was born on the 10th, and we were to be out of the house by the 15th of December. We thought we had a contract on another house, but at the last minute, that deal fell through, so we had no place to go, and we were tempted to stay and tell our landlord that we just it was just impossible to move. We knew that we'd have to go through legal channels, and that would give us the needed time to get us through Christmas and the New Year's. And, and by that time, we had the promise of another lease. I received counsel from people who love us much and care for us deeply to just stay put until we had a place to go. And one morning, I was weighing that decision, and I got up early, and I was seeking direction from the Lord. And the Lord brought Psalm 15 to my memory. Early that morning, he that sweareth to his own hurt and changeth not. And when I read that, I knew I had to keep my promise. So that day, I called the landlord, and I appealed to stay longer. He said, well, I could only if I had no other place to go. On that very same day, we had Amish friends call, and they said they knew of a small house out near Wohanding and that the house was vacant. They made hay out there in the summer. The house was small, and it wasn't in good repair. It was never occupied. Well, a friend came over and made repairs to the hot water heater so that it would be safe to operate. Wes was born on the 10th. Lois took Wes and the girls to stay with her mother in Michigan so they would be warm and safe. And then I took charge of the move. A young lady from the church and her boyfriend came to help us. The day we moved, our our Amish friends helped us. The ladies made a meal. My brother Nathan was there working for us all day. Toward evening, everyone had gone home except Nathan. We went back to get one final load. It was late at night. The rain, a cold rain had fallen all day. And almost everything we owned was was in a garage at the little house in Wohanding. We would store it there until our permanent home opened up. 
Nathan and I wearily loaded the final load. We took it to the new place. <coughs> we arrived. <coughs> we opened the garage door. And I discovered to my horror that all day the rain had just been pouring through holes in the roof onto the top of my cherished library and everything else that we had stored in the garage. Nathan and I quickly moved everything away from the leaks and we covered up our possessions with a tarp. The house had no well. The drinking water was supplied by a cistern across the road and down the hill from the house. It seemed like at this place, if we had water, we didn't have heat. And if we had heat, we didn't have water. And the weekend we moved in, it just rained continually. Later, it turned very cold. And then in the middle of the night, the heater went out. There was a gas well on the place, so heating fuel was free, but it worked sporadically. So the owner said there was a local man that knew how to keep it going. And if we needed help, we were to call him. Of course, heaters rarely go out in the daytime. In the middle of the night, we got this poor stranger out of bed to come and get the furnace going. We didn't know what to think of him. We felt vulnerable. We felt insecure. We felt discouraged. During our time there, the entire family was sick, and we'd be sick through Christmas and on into the first part of the new year. Lois came back with little Wes and the girls for Christmas Day, and that was on a Sunday. And that morning, we got up to go to church, and the tire on the car was flat. We fixed the tire. We went to church, and after church, we left for Kentucky. When we returned, we went to Michigan to visit relatives, and we would never have stayed so long if, we hadn't, if it hadn't been for all the, 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 the difficult living conditions back home. And it was during that time that I preached for a special New Year's Eve service at my brother-in-law Jim Evans' church in, in, in Coldwater, Michigan. That service ended up being a major intersection in the road of our lives. There that night was a family that God used to direct us eventually to Fremont, where we would serve for six good years. And then that same family was used to the Lord again, really just a few months ago, to confirm the direction of the Lord for us to move to the Character Inn in Flint. And that's how, how, that's how God usually works. He usually takes us through the valley of the shadow of death before we arrive at the table he's prepared for us. Some dark, difficult days are usually a part of God's plan. And that was true for the Lord Jesus himself. And that will always be true for each of us. So far, I can say, in spite of difficult circumstances and, and dark days, that goodness and mercy have followed us all the days of our lives. Well, that's the story about the house in Walhonding, or at least part of it. Another day I'll tell you about the great fire out there and some other interesting things. But, you know, that's enough for now. It's the 10th of December today as I record this. It's Wesley's 21st birthday. Always makes me think about that time when he was born and how difficult our lives were that Christmas. But how beautifully God was at work even then, even though we couldn't see it, giving us very specific, clear direction. I hope you're not discouraged this Christmas. And, and if you are, I... I hope this, this story has encouraged you a bit to realize that even when difficult things are happening, God is at work in, in the lives of those who, who love him. So, hey, till next time, Merry Christmas from Granville Cottage.